And we really honed in on that messaging and really telling my story and about what happened to me and how I was able to overcome that. Because I think a lot of people, once you get injured, you start to have this fear. You get very worried about injuring yourself again. How do you really train your body? Uh, is group fitness right for you? Is personal training right for you? And so for us, leaning heavy into we build you, we don't break you and really focusing on that brand messaging helped us a lot. Hi there. Welcome to the Business Side of Fitness podcast. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, I leverage my two decades of experience in the fitness and wellness industry to have meaningful conversations with the movers and shakers behind some of the most well-known and innovative brands in our industry. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Sveriano, LLC. To find out more about working with me, click the link in the show notes. And now the time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story and it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show, Justin and Taylor Norris. They're the co-founders and CEOs of Lit Method, the company behind the proprietary low impact training workout designed to build bodies, not break them. And I love that. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am thrilled to have you here because what you're doing is something that's so different in the fitness industry. And so just to kick things off, let's get started with how you two met and what led you to founding the Lint Method. Uh Uh-oh, this is really a love story coming up (laughs) for you guys here. We actually met, so cliche, we met inside of a gym way back when. Like 10 years Um, ago. Yes, Taylor was from Miami, moved to Los Angeles, was living in Los Angeles. I moved to LA. I actually met Taylor the first day I moved to Los Angeles. Um, she she got me right before I got to experience any part of LA whatsoever. We met in a small boutique gym uh, in Beverly Hills and we instantly hit it off. I think we had our first date shortly after that and we were both personal trainers and that's just our love story. And then thus lit was born over time. It was an exercise date. I think we went like, I don't even know like to do like, what do we do a workout? Probably. We were were working out together and then it slowly transpired into this love story of now we're 10 years strong. Probably in that 10 years, we haven't spent more than a few days apart in 10 years. It is, it is truly crazy. We moved in with each other right after the first 30 days. Really crazy. Yes. No, I'm really impressed because I feel like if I said to my husband, let's spend like every day together, like all day, like, no, absolutely not. So I'm very impressed. And I think that anybody that's worked in a gym knows that like, we should definitely have more reality TV shows about what goes down in a gym and fitness studio, because just the interactions between the members and the the staff, the staff and the staff, the members and the members, it would make for a great reality show. (laughs) So how did you actually start conceptualizing Lit Method? So you're both personal trainers, you had met, you're working with your clients individually. How did this idea come to fruition? So it really started out of necessity. I cut my main artery, four tendons, had multiple blood transfusions. They want to amputate my arm. I suffered a life-threatening injury. And really I went through a very rigorous physical therapy kind of 
timeline, 18 months in physical therapy was told I would never have full mobility in my arm and my wrist again. I would never play sports again. And so I really fell in love with resistance band training as I was going through my rehab process. And every time I would get back into weight training, I found myself getting hurt over and over and over again. And so when I became a personal trainer, I really focused on low impact movements, resistance band training. And when I moved out to Los Angeles and, and met Taylor, rather than going after the A-list celebrities and doing the athletes and all those things, we really struck partnerships with physical therapists and doctors for our unique approach to fitness, which was no running, no jumping, no weights. And eventually we had a backlist or a wait list of like 15, 20 clients. We were both doing 70 hours a week. I would train the wives. He would train the husband. It was just becoming so much. And I looked at her and I was like, okay, it's time to open our own gym. Let's, let's open our own gym, focusing on low impact training. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, we're not opening a gym. We're going to open a group fitness studio because you have Barry's bootcamp. You have soul cycle. You have all you have these CrossFit, which was a really big back in the day. And she's like, we were opening. no one is taking this approach in a group fitness setting. And we can really penetrate the masses this way. Uh, long story short, Taylor got what she wanted. We didn't do the private gym. We opened up a group <laughs> fitness studio. Um, and the rest is kind of history there. Yeah, we opened, we opened back in 2017 and it was about 900 square feet. It was in a tiny strip mall. But like the first week we got picked up by Associated Press. We have so many people coming in from CrossFit because they were all injured. They had, you know, torn Achilles, they had torn rotator cuffs and they could still do our workout because it was low impact, but it was still gave you that high intensity kind of motivation. So yes, we scooped a lot of that. We got so busy that we ended up moving over to 5,000 square feet. And when we opened up our first studio, the, the restroom was literally inside in of the studio. So it was uh, a little dicey at times <laughs> if, if you came in during the wrong time. <laughs> That's so funny. And I think that a lot of us that, you know, have worked out over, over time were riddled with injuries, but how did you attract that clientele? So you had made these partnerships with physical therapy offices. And then when you opened up your own studio, was it that you were already at a tipping point working with so many clients that they spread the word. What was the exact messaging that you used to attract that clientele? We build you, we don't break you. And we really honed in on that messaging and really telling my story and about what happened to me and how I was able to overcome that. Because I think a lot of people, once you get injured, you start to have this fear. You get very worried about injuring yourself again. How do you really train your body? Uh, is group fitness right for you? Is personal training right for you? And so for us, leaning heavy into we build you, we don't break you and really focusing on that brand messaging helped us a lot. I think also I have a, I went to Parsons School of Design. So I do all of the branding side of things. And then in terms of aesthetic, we really wanted to make sure that people didn't get confused with low impact means low intensity. So we made the branding very intense and like alive. So you could understand that, hey, we're not this very boring, slow workout. We're actually gonna give you the same high intensity workout as another group fitness studio. We're just gonna do it in a safe manner. So that's where we hit them both ankles. Taylor, that's such a good point because you have this black and red and neon and it feels a little bit more, not aggressive, but a little bit more alive. Because I think a lot of people, when they think of low impact, they think of like yoga or Pilates or stretching. And it's not to say that those aren't great workouts, but they're not necessarily like sweat inducing workouts. So, you know, when you first opened, were you drawing any of that clientele, that yoga and Pilates clientele, or was it more people that had injured themselves and were looking to kind of rehab their injuries and 
in maybe a hit setting? I think it was a mix when we first opened our doors, but I would say over the course of a few months, word spread extremely fast in the city. Like, this is who we are. This is what we do. And this is why you need to come here. And I think we hear this a lot, but word of mouth for us when we first opened was huge to propel our brand forward. Taylor mentioned we got picked up by Associated Press. At that time, we had no money to have PR. We had barely any money to operate our business. We maxed out our credit cards to yeah, make this happen. Two kids and, trying, to, trying to make <laughs> Yeah, and I think that when we we really honed in and, and Taylor had the branding, and I had the function side of things, it was just really word of mouth that propelled our brand forward quickly. And the experience, yeah. Yeah, we're really, really great at providing a very unique experience, to say the least. And how has the workout experience changed over time, right? So you're launching this thing, working with one-on-one clients, and then in a group setting is like a totally different animal. And I'm so glad that you didn't open up a traditional gym because those hours are exhausting. So if you're taking this workout, you know, from an individual to a group setting, how did that work? And then how has that changed just over the course of years? So I think that when we were working with one-on-one, we were really heavy in resistance band training and rowing because rowing was one of the uh, machines that we were able to use without putting impact on people's joints. And so we really fell in love with rowing and then resistance band training. And we bought several rowing machines, put them in our apartment, and we're tying resistance bands to doors and walls (laughs) and different anchor points and figuring out what would work before we got into our actual space. And still to this day, what we started in 2017 has not changed whatsoever from the workout fashion. There's a method to the madness and that every single instructor follows to the T as far as programming and timing goes. And that has never changed since we've started. The only thing ha- I- Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was waiting for you to see. Go ahead. <laughs> the only thing that has changed obviously is the equipment, but side of things, but we've always kept it. So unlike, you know, a, a competitor where you do circuit training, we loved like keeping people in one station. So we didn't want you to have to swap equipment, go to the other side, you know, you know, change different stations. We wanted to keep it very simple for the client. So once they were on the station, they would get to use their equipment within their station. And so that has just transgressed into or transformed into us creating the strength machine where it's now on one piece of equipment before we had the water rowing machines and then the mat next to it. And so we've combined all in one basically. But I love that idea of staying at one station because that's always something that kind of grossed me out about some of these other boutique fitness studio offerings. And some of them are very popular and I won't name names, but like you're in one station and now you're changing stations. I'm not a huge sweater. Sometimes I'd be going behind somebody that was on this bench after somebody that was like leaving puddles and then I'm in that sweat and I'm like ew (laughs) especially now you're like no yeah that that's definitely something that Taylor really made happen she was like I don't want to change equipment (laughs) and then for me it was about flow and having that one-on-one experience and the way that the room was set up is every individual was always looking at the instructor it was stadium style seating so that way when we would interact with people we could provide modifications intensifications it was just about the flow things and so it really worked out well but I can tell you one thing when we first started out the room was not the way uh, we wanted it and we probably moved that room Oh my gosh, Four, so many times. five, six times to get it down right. And, and we taught all the classes. Justin and I taught all the classes until we, you know, grew instructor base and did all of that. So we really learned very quickly. Yes. And so at what point was it that you looked at each other and you said, you know what, we have to create our own machine? 
That was in 2018. Really what was happening is we moved to 5,000 square feet and we just started to explode. We were seeing 8,000 people a month. People were trying to franchise our company. We wanted to expand. We wanted to grow. And for us, we looked at each other and we saw what Peloton was doing at home and how rapidly they were expanding. And we saw what ClassPass was doing to the boutique model and how they were getting people to leave their $200 membership at Equinox because they craved versatility. They wanted different modalities. And really we looked at each other and Taylor really looked at me and said, it's time to create our own product. She's created products in the past. And she's like, I want to create a machine that's built on versatility that does so much more than just rowing. I want to take our entire method, our entire workout and really compress it into one machine. And so in late 2018, we started developing what's called the lift strength machine, which is a rower performer strength trainer and performs 500 plus exercises. I love that because also people that are listening to this podcast that have worked inside a fitness studio know how demanding it is of your time. Like you were saying that you were teaching the classes and then the hiring, the training and all of that. It's so exhausting. And I I know that building a product is not easy, but it's, it's, it's challenging in a different way. And so what has that process been like? What, What was the patent process? What was the process of connecting with manufacturers, designing the machine, everything? I think that is one of the hardest parts of the entire process. (laughs) Manufacturing is so difficult because it's just so complicated and so many different moving pieces. And then obviously you're talking about IP protection and you have these great ideas. I'm sure everyone on your podcast, they have ideas and then they're so worried about telling people because they know they want to take their IP. And I think that we had a great mentor in this regard and, and Taylor's father here and really learning from him. And he was in the manufacturing and distribution business for about 20 years. And so I think just leaning on him in regards to like, how can we manufacture this product? How can we create it? Where do we get the protection from? That was a long process. And I think in 2019, we took multiple, what was it, different different machines and placed them around the studio in West so, Hollywood. And yeah, in terms of the design, we we kept prototyping and then we would we would take those prototypes yeah. and put them into our studio and then like just basically blindly test. So clients would be like, oh wow, this is a little bit different, but I love it. And I'm like, okay, what do you love about it? What do you not like about the old machines? Sometimes they would say, I hate this. <laughs> and then we finally found the right mix because. I don't know if you've ever been on a water rowing machine. Most water rowing machines are really low. So like your low back's hurting and then they're very tight. So your, your feet are very close together and you're, you have hip injuries and things like that. So we were getting injuries, like smaller injuries from the machines that we were currently using. And we we're like, okay, we can fix this with small tweaks and, and not have any more injuries that, and I, and I think that really propelled our launch in 2020. The fact that we got real-time feedback from real users. When we took this machine to market, we knew like this is going to work because we've been prototyping and testing it for one full year and getting real consumer feedback. So when we launched, we knew that the person at home, this is what they needed. This is what they wanted. This is what they were, they were craving versatility. And so we found instant success when we launched. Is the consumer for your in-person studio the same as your consumer that's buying the product and working out with you online? Initially, so initially when we opened our group fitness studio pre the strength machine, it was like an 80-20 split of female and it was skewed skewed a little bit younger. So 25 to 37. And now, so our strength machine has a 50-50 split. So we now, which is a huge win for us because we're, we've been trying of, to penetrate the males because they're a lot, a lot harder to get into, you know, at home fitness or group fitness. It is skewing more into the, um, 
more balanced. Yeah, so, so it's a 50-50 split right now. And the demographics, when we pull our data, it's really showing us that anyone from 20 years old all the way oh. to 65 are using this product. And so for us, that's a huge win to be able to touch that wide of a spectrum. Usually we've been taught, and obviously in our experience with group fitness, hone in on your demographic, 25 to 35, predominantly female. And so taking that product and taking it home has been a huge shift for us. And now it's shifting back into the, we have a studio in West Hollywood, our flagship, and now it's also skewing older and it's more balanced. So at the start, no, but now it's, it's becoming yes. pretty cool. <laughs> Right. And I think that people that are riddled with injuries are tend to be a little bit on the older side, on the older demographic. And so now that you have this physical product that you're selling, in addition to the studio, have you had to evolve any of your brand messaging to reach this new audience? 86% of U.S. adults taking virtual exercise classes plan to continue doing so as gyms reopen. That's a huge opportunity for anyone looking to launch or expand their virtual fitness offering. Our friends at Syncfloor offer a catalog of over 16,000 songs by the best independent commercial artists. It's great music that can be affordably licensed for both live and video on demand fitness classes. Listeners of the Business Side of Fitness podcast get their first 30-minute class covered for free. Just go to fitness.syncfloor.com. Link in show notes. I would say for our brand messaging, for the at-home consumer, yes. I think we're leaning very heavily right now into rower and reformer and just making sure that we, we really lean heavy into that because that is a multiple that we're seeing with our ROAS climb very high, very fast. And then I think for the brand messaging, it's just more about, and this is Taylor's world, just making sure everything looks and feels a specific way. We have a saying in the company when it comes to any of the design and, and messaging, don't have me touch it. It's not my world, but yes. Yeah. I just think uh, the messaging is being very, you know, be very directive about being a rower reformer and strength trainer versus being, you know, just a rowing machine. We, we, we don't like to call ourselves a rowing machine at all because we, the consumer immediately goes to, Oh, this is a rowing machine, but then we do so much more and we utilize the machine very little for rowing and more for all of the other modalities combined together, which is very unique in our class. Like we won't, we won't keep you on the rowing machine for more than I think like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, just because rowing can get repetitive. So we want to keep you always on your toes. But I love this concept because first of all, I've always done Pilates because I have a horrible lower back, but one of the problems that, you know, with boutique fitness is that you don't get everything, right? So people end up curating these fitness experiences where they're going to a Pilates studio or yoga studio for one thing, and then they're going to another studio for to get that cardio in because you want that, you know, that heart rate spike. And so here you've created something where people can get everything. The next thing I want to really kind of dive into is community building. And, and what has that been like for you in the studio and then online? They actually call us the bull cult because our <laughs> retention's so high. In studio, our classes have a 90% fill rate online. Once you get into our lit ecosystem, I think that we offer so much and we really hone in on community building challenges and really interacting with our members. 
in studio and online. And we do that through unique ways such as challenge. And I think the tech side of things and making sure that people are interacting in live classes. You can chat in live classes. You can talk to the community. You can follow people on our app as well. So we're seeing that really increase the retention with the community. And then we're always, our instructors are always encouraging community inside of each class. So follow mm -hmm. each other, um, hear each other's stories and really motivate and inspire each other. And then once we start to really hone into that brand messaging with our instructors, we see our community really start to come together and it's really making a big impact on the brand. That's interesting because I think a lot of places that do injury prevention or kind of that post-physical therapy struggle with retaining the client because it's like, okay, you you were doing CrossFit, you injured yourself, and now you're going to come to us to break, you know, to fix that, that problem, that break that you had, and then you're going to go back to CrossFit. So what do you think it is about Lit Method that has that special sauce where you were able to really retain those clients? And I think for us, it's about building trust. They come to us thinking, I have this low back injury. I have this knee injury. Can I work out at a high intensity factor and not get hurt anymore? And then once we get them past over that hump and they start to see the change, they start to understand that they're not injured anymore. Then it's all about taking that, that consumer and building off of their goals. And I think we're really great at that and following the data. And so a lot of people want to strength train. They want to increase endurance. They want to increase in stamina. And so we will feed them that exact programs, those exact classes through our app. And so we really build trust with them. And obviously we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but word of mouth is just spreading so quickly for our brand, even at home now. And, and people want to buy the machines together. They want to work out. Someone's working out in Los Angeles, someone's in New York, Chicago, and everyone's working out together. And I think it's just about building trust and then setting them up for success with the right programming. And I think we listen to our clients. And I think touching on that also frequency, a lot of these uh, consumers were across that or maybe they went like every day or five days a week. They can now do lit every single day. We have clients working out five to seven times a week because they love the, the exercising and they love the high intensity of it and they can, they can do it so often. So we, I think also frequency is like a big part of like seeing your friends in class and online or in person and being able to work out with them injured. Yeah. We just had a client complete 365 classes <laughs> and in 365 days. And now they're going for 500. Oh, like, I don't even know. Physically I could in, do that. In, in one year. And it had, but here's the great thing about it. It's one day the consumer's rowing strength training Pilates. and then, and then they're doing recovery classes to make sure that they're, they're treating like, you know, former injuries and things like that. It's just really getting in that ecosystem and having them have their hands on so many different modalities and options on the class platform. Person's motivating and inspiring me since <laughs> I skipped my 5 a.m. alarm clock this morning. I was like, no, not today, later, baby. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things that, you know, consumer products and online products really struggle with is utilization, you know, over the course of time. And so, you know, we've heard that Peloton, you know, a lot of people have bought the bike and now they're trying to sell it because they're just not sticking with it. And so that stickiness factor, I think, is so important. And I think that all comes back to community. So what are those conversations in the community like? Are people bonding over being able to work out and recover after an injury? Are they like, what are the common denominators that are happening in the in this community? I love this question because you just touched on it with, with Peloton. And most of the time when people are on Peloton, they're only doing one thing. 
they're, they're, they're cycling. And so with our product, we're seeing our consumers go, hey, you want to take a rowing class today? Amazing. You want to take a Pilates class tomorrow? I've never done Pilates. Great. I have. Let me show you how to do it. Let's go take Tiffany or Jasmine or one of my favorite instructors. And I think that that's what really separates us from everyone else. And our, our retention is so high because it's just like class pass. They're going into our platform and they're taking rowing, strength training, Pilates, all in one labs. All on one machine. So they're not just like doing a mat workout. They're actually doing it on the machine. And that's why we built the machine. We built it for us. So I like the more lengthening, the toning, and he likes the crazy intensity. So we, we built it for one household to be able to use, have multiple users. So I think that's what's unique is usually if you have a, a regular spin bike, maybe only a couple people or maybe one person is usually primarily using it, but with ours, it serves so many modalities on the actual machine that multiple users can use it and, and have like different goals on it. So yeah. yeah, and over time, I'm sure this works with you and all of your listeners, your goals will change over time. And our philosophy is your equipment shouldn't have to. So that's really what we lean into. Ooh, I love that. That was a soundbite. Why is now the right time to franchise Lit Method? We are really trying to expand our foothold and low impact training. This is our category. We created it. We've got the trademarks around it. And I think that since we really brought this brand to life in 2017, we looked at each other and we're seeing all of these boutique models and, and even connected fitness products going low impact training, low impact training. But really, this is our baby. We created this and, and this is our category. And we really own that category. And we have such a unique experience that we can offer in the franchise world. And so when we looked at each other, we onboarded our executive team and we really wanted to franchise this company and do it the right way. And one thing that we found owning boutique models is you can only hold so many people. And once you hit that cap, you either have to open up another brick and mortar location, you just hit a cap. And for us, we wanna break down that fourth wall of saying, there's no more cap. And so with our in unique revenue, model, yeah. in terms of revenue, so with our unique model, every single franchise will have a showroom in the front with our proprietary strength equipment, which they will get a revenue split on for the strength machines. They'll have the group fitness studio aspect of things where they're getting price per head, and then they're going to have a digital memberships. And so we're taking everything that we've done over the course of our career and combining it under one roof. Because, because we know what, we what it's like to be an entrepreneur and just, you know, work so hard in your brick and mortar, but then you're kind of stuck. You can't, you can only run so many classes in a day and fit so many people. So. And, ex and expanding your retail locations are very difficult and very, very difficult. time consuming. And you always are, is this the right location? Did I move it? Can I replicate this? And I think that with all of our experience in our executive team, we are not only ready to expand the group fitness studio, but really help as many people as possible with overcome well, the same thing that we encountered. And are you using insights from the purchases of the lit strength machine to, to decide where you're going to go as far as franchise development? Correct. Yes. Because we have super members and super members right now are people that belong to the group fitness studio. So they pay their, their monthly membership. They have a digital membership and they have a lit strength machine. And so when we launched this concept in Los Angeles, we found instant success. We're seeing the strength machine holder work out at home three days a week. And then they're coming in on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday to interact with their friends, fill that community in real life. And so that's exactly how we are expanding. We're positioning, yeah, different places across the country that we know we have a huge base. Exactly. Okay. That's really interesting. Cause I always wonder how brands are going to, you know, every brand wants to grow. Every brand wants to scale. Right. But 
where, like, how do you know the, how to scale your brand and that it's going to resonate with people? And so are you going after, I mean, I'm not expecting you to tell us the exact cities, but are you going after a markets? Like a lot of brands decide to go only in major metropolitan markets, for example, when Equinox first started. Right. And then there are brands that are going after B markets where they're saying, Hey, I don't want to go head to head with a Barry's bootcamp or some of those big brands. I want to go to B markets. I think this brand will be received better there. So what's your strategy there? I think we're going to have a hybrid mix. I think we're going to really kind of interact with both A and B markets, what you just touched on. And we're a really data-driven company. This is what's taken us so far, listening to our members, watching the data from the class categories, and really doing um, our model that way. And so I think that we're going to follow that same model. Whatever we see a huge spike in strength machines and where that community is at, we want to replicate our experience in Los Angeles first and take it there and build those super members all the way around and feel that community that we already know is there. Also, strength machine holders are now reaching out because we launched the franchise um, announcement last week or a week and a half ago. And they're actually like, I love my machine. I, I would love to do, I would love to open my own lit studio. So we're also having our own members reach out and, try, and, and, and want to franchise as well. And I think that hits home for us. Because that's um, creating that, that, that community. Yeah. And, and for us, when we look at that, I'm like, if they love the product, they love the brand. They believe in the method. They believe <laughs> in the method. And that's going to transpire when they go and open up a location. It's going to be real. It's going to be authentic. They're doing it for the right reasons. And that to us is very important. That's something that drives me crazy when people are like, oh, I'm having problems growing. I'm having problems with revenue. I'm like, dial into your raving fans, ask them questions, find out what it is that they love, and then use that messaging and get more to get more of those types of people, attract more of those uh, raving fans. So if somebody wants to connect with you or they want to learn more about Lit Method, either the strength machine or the franchise opportunity, how, how can they do that? They can get in contact with us through our website, litmethod.com. You can reach us on social media, Instagram, Lit Method, Justin and Taylor. Yes, we share an Instagram. Message us. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If it brought you value, please subscribe, review, and share the Business Side of Fitness podcast. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, please click the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.